0: Um, good good morning, praise y'all. Um, today, I'm just going to speak to you a little bit about uh, Yahuwah and the great uh, Almighty One that we we serve. And of course, in this presentation, I'm not going to be uh, mentioning all of His attributes and all of His uh, great um, elements that we can know and praise, but just some and. It's with the purpose of us to just be reminded of how great He is and how He blesses us. So I've entitled this Yahuwah Almighty, but we could say Yahuwah Compassionate, Yahuwah Righteous, we could say Yahuwah Just, uh, Yahuwah Love, since He is love. We could fill that in with any of His various ways. So, greetings and praise Yahuwah for his love, his greatness, and his power. Since I title this um, Yahuwah Almighty, and may Yahuwah bless us all. That's just what we want, right? His blessing. We want to be in his favor, and we want to spend eternity with him. So, Yahuwah, our merciful Father, this is just a repeat from 1 Peter 3. It's one of the verses that I had up um, the other day. But Peter says, Blessed be the Yah and Father of our Master, Yahushua Messiah, which according to his abundant, abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Yah- Yahushua Messiah from the dead. So he is merciful and he is loving. And when I'm starting, I'm going to start out with verses in Genesis just for us to be reminded that Yahuwah created man. And Yahuwah put man in the garden, and Yahuwah was walking with man, and Yahuwah wanted to be in fellowship with man. So that is something that we can remember, that our Mighty One is not a Mighty One who just created slaves that he wants to, you know, work hard or torture in some way. That's not our Yahuwah. He is a loving Yahuwah who wants a loving relationship with us and he created man with that in mind and that is what we learn from looking at um, Genesis. So we are redeemed again and we are redeemed for the purpose that Yahuwah wants us to be in fellowship with him. When uh, Adam and Eve were put in the garden, we're told that Yahuwah used to walk with them and of course he talked with them and he gave them instructions. So that was his desire and his plan and he that fellowship could have continued had they not disobeyed and decided to listen to the serpent as opposed to listening to Yahuwah. And it's only after they sinned that Yahuwah made the determination that he was going to send them out of the garden and block their access to the tree of life. Yahuwah, our creator. So again, we're familiar with this uh, this story in Genesis, the creation, but I have it here just for us to look at the fact that according to um, the scriptures, it is Yahuwah who created or recreated, depending upon your view. <laughs> but, you know, the beautiful thing is we don't have to understand every aspect of what Yahuwah has done is doing or will do and of course yahuwah being almighty and great and we being carnal and fleshly you know it would be rather presumptuous of me to and and really i wouldn't believe myself if i said i understood all aspects of who yahuwah was or what he was doing but we don't have to we can have faith in him and faith in what he has revealed and faith in what he has given us the ability to understand, and as long as we do that, um, we're doing the best that we can in that. That that is that is great. We can't do more than Yahuwah enables us to do in that regard. So in the beginning, it says here, um, Yah created the heaven and the earth, and Yah said, "Let there be light." And there was light, and then there was evening and morning, the first day, and so on. He called the light day and the darkness night, and we go through this, and we we can look at our creation now like right now we're in oregon and this is a beautiful place right we enjoy the fresh air that we're able to breathe the water that we're able to see the trees everything is beautiful and i can imagine that it was even more beautiful when Yahuwah first created it and before sin was on the earth so he gave us something beautiful because he wants us to be happy and blessed right we have to think in terms of that that you know, we, everything that we've been given that is good in the world, we have it because Yahuwah designed it that way. Yahuwah gave it to us. Yahuwah wanted us to have it. That is an indication of how loving and wonderful He is. So we, we just need to keep that in mind. So, all of this the, the land, the earth, the water, the animals uh, Yahuwah provided that for man. And then here in Genesis 1 he says, and let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So again, Yahuwah put man in a special position in terms of giving him the earth and giving him the ability to have dominion over the earth but also the fact that Yahuwah thought enough uh, of his creation to do that creation in his own image, in his likeness. So it says, so Yahuwah created man in his own image and the image of Yah created he him, male and female created it, it, he them. So he, he gave them the um, earth and then he gave them an assignment or assignments. Be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So Yahuwah, again, he created man, put him on the earth, gave him a wonderful earth to um, partake of, and he gave man some instructions. So man didn't have to fumble around and figure out what he was supposed to do, Yahuwah in his loving kindness gave him some instructions as to how he should conduct himself. And that's the way Yahuwah does it for us today. He gives us some instructions, some instructions that will lead to our blessings. As we said before, if we obey Yahuwah, we will be blessed because he is a loving, mighty one and he has given us instructions for our good. So this is the sixth day of creation. And then Yahuwah gives us, gives man the blessing of a Sabbath. And I'm going to mention this a little bit more than necessary, maybe, in talking about Yahuwah, because the the idea is talking about him. But I just think this is a good example of how loving and kind and considerate he is of us, his creatures. Now, we live in a society now which of... Everything is so go, 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 money, money, money. We're busy, we're busy, work, work, work. And so for that reason, some people don't appreciate the Sabbath, right? We don't appreciate the Sabbath. But I'm from a big family and um, I'm um, like 11 out of 12 children that my parents had. And I understand that my father um, used to uh, get up early um, and I don't know if he did this every day, but he used to say, Um, get up. You don't want to let the sun break potatoes in your behind. You need to get up early, get up early. Now, can you imagine if every day if you were hardworking and you had to just get up early and go about your business, that Yahuwah was cracking that whip, right? But that's not the, the way it is. He said, okay, I love you. I want to give you one day out of seven that you can sleep in, right? You don't have to get up early and get to work. You can sleep in and you can spend this day resting. You can spend this day reflecting on the beauty and wonder of my creation, the beauty and wonder of my relationship with you and the fact that I wanna be in fellowship with you. You parents can spend time with your children. You husbands can spend time with your wives and vice versa. You can have a blessed life You can have a family relationship that is important. You can just kick back and enjoy the scenery. That's a loving creator that did that. A loving creator that did that. And he didn't just do it for for the important people, right? He did it for all all the people. It's just up to us to take advantage of that blessing. And that's the way it is with everything that he gives us. Every blessing that he gives us, it's up to us to acknowledge, accept, and take advantage of it. But he is a loving creator who has given us these things. So it says here, the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the hosts. And on the seventh day, YAH ended his work, which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. And YAH blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in that day he rested from all his work which he had created. Now we can know from John that the, the, John says is the word, in the beginning was a word, and the word was with Yah and Yah and so on, and the word made everything that existed, but we're not debating that or that issue as to whether Yahusha, before he became Yahusha, created everything and not, because everything that Yahusha did, he did it, as a servant to the Father, right? He came to speak the Father's words and to do the Father's will. But the idea is the heavens and earth were created, man was created, everything on the earth was created, and we were given the beautiful blessing of the Sabbath that we may rest and have a relationship with Yahuwah. So again, this is Yahuwah's thoughtfulness in terms of the Sabbath. When he dealt with the Israelites, and brought them out of Egypt, a place where maybe they weren't allowed to partake in this blessing, he reminded them them of it and told them who he had given it for. So he says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of Yahuwah, thy Elohim, and it you shall not do any work, not your son, not your daughter, not your manservant, nor your maidservant, nor the cattle, or the stranger that is within your gates. So he is loving to all of his creation. Even the servants were supposed to rest. The animals were supposed to rest. So in our society, sometimes the wealthy people, right? Maybe they rest every day. They just have servants do stuff. They pay and they think that's it, right? But that's not the way Yahuwah set it up for us. He loves even the most lowly one of us regardless of our job title or our income or our education or any of that. He loves us all and he wants to bless us all. And so this is something that we can think of when we're thinking about our creator. This is a Sabbath that I'm talking about, but this is just an indication of the kind of being that our mighty one is and how much he loves us and how thoughtful he is and what he has designed for our good. It's also, if we think in terms of this Sabbath, we can also think in terms of how there's a difference between what he intends for us and what society and everything around us may want to compel us to do. But it's just like Eve and Adam had a choice. Do we trust Yahuwah and what he has said to me? Or do I listen to this other voice saying, but you can do this, or you don't have to listen and obey Yahuwah because, do you want to do that? So that's something we can think about. Yahuwah has these things recorded in his words for our knowledge and edification. That's what it says in 1 Timothy, I believe. Everything is written for our knowledge and our edification. So we can take, go back and look at this creation story. You know, these Verses that are talking about the creation and the Sabbath and we can just let that be something that reminds us That this can be applicable today in every aspect of my life when I think about Who my mighty one is? What instructions he has given me in my life? Why he has given me these instructions are they for my good or for my harm and can I trust him? So again, he says it's for the stranger, the maid servant." So six days he made heaven and earth. So he's going back to that. Yes, I blessed it, I sanctified, I hallowed it. So that means what? It's not just for the Israelites, it's for man. This was hallowed and set apart and blessed before there ever was an Israelite, right? Before Abraham ever existed, before Jacob and Israel and all of that. And again, Yahuwah loves his creation. Yahuwah loves his creation. So he blessed the Sabbath and he sanctified it. Now, we see here that in Exodus 31, when Yahuwah is reminding them of the the Sabbath, uh, Moses is reminding them, they're being reminded of the Sabbath, there is this death penalty associated with, with disobeying Yahuwah's command. Well, those of us who didn't know about the Sabbath, We didn't die when we went out and picked up our sticks, right? We didn't die when we went to work, right? So that's an indication of Yahuwah being forgiving and loving, right? He's forgiving and loving. And the main reason I believe that, um, and again, you don't have to agree with this because I'm expressing my belief, right? But the main reason I believe that Yahuwah was so stern in the beginning on the Sabbath and the fact that you just absolutely have to do this and or else you're going to die is because he didn't want it to go by the wayside, right? See, right now, the Sabbath is still, even though the majority of our society does not observe it, or they don't, many of the, even the believers in the Bible, the ones that say they believe in the Bible, and I'm not saying that they don't, but I'm just saying that those who confess belief in the Bible even they most of them don't think that this is relevant to us today okay so imagine if Yahuwah didn't have a death penalty imposed with the Israelites maybe a generation or so it would have ceased to exist altogether. right there would be no such thing that we would be talking about now but by having it be such a stiff penalty it has survived through the ages to the point that now we can read this we can know this we can do this and again it is a blessing for us. It is a blessing, not a curse. It is a blessing. It's something that Yahuwah did for us. And he told them to keep it throughout their generations. But he is forgiving, so we did not die. And today, even though we, we understand, if you, if you choose to um, violate uh, Yahuwah's instructions in relation to the Sabbath, um, he's not going to just kill you right away, right? Right? He's not going to. He's a merciful, um, mighty one. So you are the merciful. Again, this whole idea that um, He is merciful. So it says here, and uh, Nehemiah in his day, and I've been told, and I've heard, and I've read that Nehemiah is actually the last book written before the New Testament. Malachi is in our Bibles. As the last one, and uh, one of my Jewish friends told me when I was in college, that's because he talks about the coming Messiah, I guess, and the fact that he's coming. But Nehemiah was actually the oldest and the last book, uh, the last book written. So to think about what ne- Yah allowed or inspired Nehemiah to do, and part of that was to restore sanctity to the Sabbath, to stop them from buying and selling on the Sabbath day, and Nehemiah is here saying that. You know He saw them doing what they shouldn't have been doing on the Sabbath and he commanded the Levites that they should cleanse themselves and they should come and keep this, the gates to sanctify the Sabbath day. And he's telling Yahuwah to remember him concerning what he has done and to spare him according to Yahuwah's great mercy. Yahuwah is merciful to us. Now, this... Just think about the things that I'm going to say about Yahuwah in the few slides that I've put together. You can be thinking um, about, in your own mind, what are some of Yahuwah's attributes that you have read, that you have memorized, that are true, um, that have been manifested in your life, right? We all know love and forgiveness, but you can just be thinking about these. So these are, I tried to put them in an order, but... You know, the the main thing is just these, these verses that have been written are for us to get an indication, a better indication of who our mighty one is. So he's a gift giver. So again, I consider the Sabbath to be a gift. And I consider Yehusha Yahu, saying when when he was being questioned about the things that he was doing on the Sabbath, um, you know the Pharisees were very strict about the Sabbath, and Yehusha was and his disciples were being accused of violating the Sabbath for doing things like plucking corn and eating it in the cornfield, Yehusha healing on the Sabbath and things of that nature. And Yehusha here, I mean Yehusha here is telling the Pharisees that um, he understands that. Yah made the Sabbath for man and not man for the Sabbath. And Yahushua is saying that that he himself, Yahushua, is master of the Sabbath. And he tells them very clearly that it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. So everybody can figure out how they want to spend their Sabbaths. And I know when I first learned about the Sabbath, I spent mine reclining and reading and studying pretty much all day. You know, that's what I did. I reclined, I read, I studied. But I had a lot of new stuff to learn, right? But it's lawful to do good, so that means you can help others, right? If, you, if that's what you've considered doing good. And it's the idea that it is not to be a burden. It is to be a day of blessing, a day for you to rest and to learn more of Yahuwah, appreciate his, his um, creation, and to spend time with loved ones, I would say but it is a blessing, so he is a a giver of blessings. He is a gift giver. Now here it tells us that Yahuwah is a life giver. We're going back to Genesis. And so in Genesis, it tells us that after Yahuwah created man, that he actually had to breathe life into the nostrils of man. He had to breathe life into him so that we would come living. So there's a distinction between the, the body, the flesh, and the living flesh, right? So we all know that, you, you know, you can die, you still have your flesh, but Yahuwah gives breath, Yahuwah takes breath away, right? And then worldwide, uh, Mr. Armstrong said that there was a spirit in man, it was a spirit that came into the flesh that made humans human different from animals, that kind of thing. But Yahuwah gives us breath. So when Yahuwah takes the breath away, that's when death happens, right? So every time that we breathe in and out, that is a blessing from Yahuwah to still be alive, right? That is a blessing from Yahuwah to still be alive, that he gives us breath, he gives us life, he created us, he put them in a nice garden for their blessing, he gave them food. Uh, Before they fell, they didn't have to toil so for food, right, but afterwards that was one of the curses, that they had to toil the ground to get their food. So Yahuwah was very loving. And notice here that he told them not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And that is where they they fell. They decided to listen to um, the enemy, the serpent, and they did eat from the, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. But notice this, and I don't have this verse there, but we can still talk about it because we all know it, right? In that garden there was also the tree of life. Yahuwah didn't tell them not to eat from the tree of life. It was there. Had they eaten from the tree of life, according to what Yahuwah says here, um, they would have lived forever. So think about that. Yahuwah is loving. He's he's blessed us. So sometimes um, there is something he may tell you not to do. And if you follow his instructions, you may get a greater blessing. right? So if they had not eaten from the uh, tree from the knowledge of good and evil... They may have actually eaten from the tree of life, right? But instead, because of their disobedience, they were sent on their way and they no longer had access to that tree of life. So again, this is what has been written for our knowledge and our edification. So and Yahuwah Almighty, or Yahuwah Elohim, took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And he commanded the man, saying, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat But from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat. For in the day that you eat, you shall surely die. And so what did the serpent come along? No, we can learn from that too, right? Because the serpent came along and he was like, he was giving half-truths, right? He was saying, if you eat, you will not surely die. You will become like Yahuwah, knowing good from evil. But when you look at what Yahuwah says later, he was telling partial truths, right? Partial truths. And I think the serpent, Satan, is up to the same old tricks today. He's up to the same old tricks today. He's telling the people the same kinds of stuff. You don't have to do this. That's a burden. That's done away with. That's unimportant. You can do this instead. And it's just a matter of Who are you going to listen to? What is truth for you? Is it Yah's word? Or is it something that sounds good? Or is it something that you want to kind of do? Because you think it might be easier or best or more fun or whatever. So we can learn from this. And I think it teaches us about Yahuwah. Yahuwah is concerned for our well-being. So um, again, I didn't put the verses here where he had the, um, the cherubim block access to the tree of life, but he said, we got to do something. At least they reach out their hand and take from the tree of life and live forever. They become like us, knowing good from evil. So in this case, um, we go on, even though Yahuwah sent them out of the garden of Eden and blocked access to the tree of life, um, Yahuwah, before doing that, he blessed man with Eve, right? He didn't want man to be alone. The other animals had companions and Yahusha had compassion on man and wanted to give man uh, a helper. So Yahuwah is concerned for our well-being in every way. He's concerned about our well-being physically. He's concerned about our well-being um, mentally, emotionally, and um, socially, right? He wanted Adam to have companionship so he made Eve and he presented Eve to Adam and then he pretty much performed the first marriage ceremony I suppose when he tells you that a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. So Yahuwah instituted that institution of marriage for the good of humans. So again if we follow Yahuwah's instructions in that, that should be a blessing and not a curse in spite of uh, how loving Yahuwah is we can learn from Genesis that he will punish disobedience he will punish disobedience and so in this case the first thing that he did was he, he did tell them about the fact that they had disobeyed him and he in particular got on to Adam for listening to his wife and he said uh, I told you not to eat from that tree and so curse is the ground um, for your sake and and that you you know you're going to be toiling to eat so Yahuwah will punish us when we sin or we disobey him. But even that punishment is for our good uh, in many instances because it leads us to repentance. And as we said, once we repent, we have access to being back in a relationship and we can pass from death to life, right? So the, and life eternal is our ultimate goal. So Yahuwah is loving. He is loving. He will withhold blessing. So in this case... Uh, Genesis 3:22. He said, "Behold, a man has become as one of us to know good and evil. So, least he put forth his hand and take also from the tree of life and live forever, we've got to put him out of the garden and block access to that tree." So we we see that he loves us. He provides for us. He's concerned about every aspect of our being. You know, our physical being, our emotional being, our social being. But he will punish us when we sin. And he will withhold blessings from us. So as we go on in the book of Genesis, we can see, even before we get to Enoch, we can see how um, Cain and Abel still had communication with Yahuwah. He didn't cut off total communication, so he's an accessible mighty one. And we can see here that Enoch chose to walk with Yahuwah. Enoch walked with him and that's something that we have to keep in mind. He created these humans and he was in a relationship with them. He wanted to be in a relationship with them. He wants to be in a relationship with us. He wants to be in a relationship with other humans if they will want to be in a relationship with him. Now, Genesis 6, we're getting on to the time of Noah. And so we're we see that sin had become very prevalent on the earth. Very prevalent. It says here, and Yah saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the the thoughts of man's heart was only evil continually. Oh, that was bad. That was real bad. And can you imagine a holy, mighty, righteous being having created these humans that you want to bless and this is what they've become? Yahuwah was not happy. So his word records that he repents. So maybe he sighed. Oh, my. And then he was not happy with the state of man, and he decided that he would destroy them. For the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping things and the fowls of the air, for for he was grieved and he repented that he made them. So that's where Noah and the ark came. Noah and the ark. And I didn't put all the verses in here, but we see that it tells us that Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with Yah. So even though the earth in general was very corrupt and evil and sinful, Noah walked with Yah. All right. So that means what? For us today, regardless of where we are and how sinful our surroundings are, if everybody else is against Yahuwah, if everybody else is with the enemy, we don't have to be. We can still choose to walk with Yahuwah and he will receive us. So Noah was just. Noah chose to walk with Yahuwah and Yahuwah walked with Noah in relationship, in fellowship. So we know the story of the ark and how it was Noah and his wife and his three sons and their daughters and they were the only humans and all the animals that were on the the ark with Noah they're all the the only ones that survived the flood so Yahuwah in preserving man wanted to continue the human species right he wanted to continue um, being in fellowship with humans, but he had to kind of reset it a little bit because everybody had gotten so evil. So again, that story, that information about Noah that's been recorded for us shows us that Yahuwah is just and he's faithful and that he will punish those that need to be punished and he will bless those that that are just or righteous or seeking after him. So Proverbs 10, 6 says, Blessings are upon the head of the just, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. So the wicked were were wiped off the face of the earth, and Noah and his family, the just, were preserved. Ezekiel 18 records, Behold, Yahuwah says, All souls are mine. As the souls of the Father, so are also the souls of the Son are mine. The soul that sinneth, however shall die. But if a man be just, and do that which is lawful and right, then that man will live. And I decided to give us more, more verses here on that. All the souls are his, a just person will live, and a sinner or a wicked soul will die. So now, Yahuwah, being loving, being just and righteous himself, How are we to know what is just? How are we to know what is good? How are we to know what is right? Yahuwah gave instructions. He gave instructions. And these 10 commandments are just a summary of some of his instructions, but it just serves as the example that Yahuwah, because he is loving, because he is just, because he is righteous, because he really wants man to live, right? He gave man, he gives us, instructions concerning what he would have us do. And it is up to us then to follow him or not follow him according to our choice. So the summary here, we all learn these as as young people, I'm pretty sure we learn them or we have learned them, we read them, but he says, he spoke to them, he identified himself, I am Yahuwah, thy, thy mighty one, thy El, thy Yah, uh, which brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other mighty ones before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them, for I, Yahuwah, thy mighty one, am jealous. Um, Yah. I am a jealous Yah, or mighty one. I visit the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and to the third and fourth generations of them that hate me. But again, you know, he allows those sins to have effects, but he's not punishing the third and fourth generations for the sins of the fathers, because as he said, the soul that sinneth shall die, and the soul that is righteous or just shall live. So I have had some people express, and it seems to be it could be a pretty good um, summary here that maybe the first four commandments are pretty much um, having to do with relating to Yahuwah. You know, you're, you're going to revere him as your mighty one. No other mighty ones above him. No, no idols. None of that. And then the others just maybe his instructions as to how we can love our neighbors. So some people say, oh, love thy neighbor as thyself, love Yahuwah with all thy mind, heart, soul. So in my mind, maybe in, as that's been expressed by some, maybe the first ones are telling you what loving Yahuwah may really, really help be a part of how you love me. And the others may relate to how you also love your neighbor But as you love your neighbor, you also love Yahuwah, right? Because you're being obedient and you're expressing that love through your obedience. As John says, if you say you love him and you don't keep his commandments, then you're really not being honest, right? Okay, so loving Yahuwah. He shows mercy unto thousands of them that love him and who keep his commandments. So he is a loving, merciful, merciful creator. Thou shalt not take the name of Yahuwah thy Elohim in vain, for Yahuwah will not hold him guiltless, that taketh his name in vain. Uh, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of Yahuwah, and in that uh, it shall you shall not do any work, your maid, servant, and your you know, manservant your cattle and all of that. And I don't want it to seem like I'm emphasizing the Sabbath more than anything else, but this is probably a, a slide that I had before when I was doing something particularly on the Sabbath. They're all important, right? All of Yahuwah's instructions to us are important, right? These, and these 10 are just a summary of some of the guidance that he has given humans as to how best to live so as to be blessed. And that's not just future blessings, that's current blessings, right? We wanna be blessed now as well as in the future. So Yahuwah being a loving, mighty one has given us instructions to help us be blessed, to help us live the best life possible now. So how much blessing we derive from Yahuwah's instructions are gonna be very much dependent upon how much we follow those instructions, right? And we recognize that who is loving, he's good, he's compassionate, he wants the best for us. He doesn't, I have one slide in here in which he specifically says, it's being quoted, that he takes no pleasure in the death of man. Okay, so he loves us. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, and of course I miss the honor of thy mother and thy father, that thy days may be long And it it was stated some places. This is the first one with the promise associated with you. You When a long life, honor your parents. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not cover thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his axe, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. So we follow these instructions. We will be blessed and we will live. And then if you look at what causes a lot of crime in our society is based upon people not doing these things, right? People want your car, maybe they carjack you. People want your chain, they steal it. People want your money, maybe they shoot you. People want your wife so they commit adultery and maybe they get together and scheme to take you out so that they can be together. If we were to obey Yahuwah, if society were to obey Yahuwah, we would be all better blessed. He gave us instructions not to burden us, not to make life difficult for us, but so that we could be blessed. That is the loving Yahuwah, the righteous, the just, the merciful Yahuwah, the compassionate one. So again, here in Ezekiel 18, he's making it plain. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. The son shall not bear the iniquity of the father, neither shall the father bear the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon him and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon him. And he says, if you're wicked and you want to repent, you want to turn from your wicked ways, look what he says. And this is Yahuwah speaking. But if the wicked will turn from all his sins that he has committed and keep all my statutes and do that which is lawful and right, he shall surely live. He shall not die. All his transgressions that he hath committed, they shall not be mentioned. Hallelujah. When we repent from our sins, Yahuwah is righteous and just and faithful and forgive will forgive us. And he says once he forgives us, he will not mention our sin to us. So um, they sh- he says all his transgressions that he hath committed, they shall not be mentioned unto him. And his righteousness that he has done, he shall live. So we can repent. That is a loving, merciful, mighty one. We can repent and he will accept us. Have I any pleasure at all that the wicked should die, saith Yahuwah, and not that he should return from his ways and live? He's asking that question. And he's answering it. But when the righteous turneth away from his righteousness and committeth iniquity and doth according to all the abominations that the wicked man doth, shall he live? All his righteousness that he hath done shall not be mentioned, in his trespass that he has trespassed, and in his sin that he has sinned, in them shall he die. So the wicked can turn away from wickedness and live, and the righteous can turn to wickedness and die. Yahuwah is loving and he is just. Yet you say, the way of Yahuwah is not equal. Hear now, O house of Israel, is not my way equal? Are not your ways unequal? So Yahuwah is just. We may not un- see it that way, but Yahuwah is just. When a righteous man turns away from his righteousness, and committeth iniquity, and dieth in them for his iniquity, that he hath done, shall he die. Again, when the wicked man turneth away from his wickedness, that he hath committed, and doth that which is lawful and right he shall save his soul alive but he considered and turned away from all his transgressions that he hath committed he shall surely live he shall not die yet saith the house of israel the way of yahuwah is not equal o house of israel are not my ways equal are not your ways unequal so yahuwah is the just one therefore i will judge you o house of israel everyone according to his ways saith yahuwah Elohim, Repent and turn yourself from all your transgressions, so iniquity shall not be your ruin. Cast away from you all your transgressions, whereby ye have transgressed, and make you a new heart and a new spirit. For why will you die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of him that died, saith Yehua Elohim. Wherefore, turn yourself and live ye. So this is repeated twice here by him. Right? He really wants us to understand that he doesn't want us to die. He's loving. He doesn't want the wicked to remain wicked. He wants the wicked to turn from their wicked ways so that they can live. Yahuwah loves us. He loves the world. Somebody, John 3 16, right? For Yah so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but shall have eternal life, life eternal. Yahuwah loves us, he loves the world, he wants us to live. And notice also that Yahuwah created man voluntarily, right? And Yahuwah is accessible to man. Whenever the wicked turn from their wicked ways, they can come back to him. So I just have it repeated here in larger letters. For I have no pleasure in the death of him that died, saith Yahuwah. Wherefore, turn yourself and live ye, turn and live, live the tree of life Yahuwah offers to us. Okay, Yahuwah is a blesser man. He's telling Abraham, again, notice Yahuwah called Abraham. It's recorded that Yahuwah approached Abraham. Now Yahuwah said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show you, and will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless you, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing, and I will bless them that bless you, and curse them that curse you. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed, So that includes our families and people all over the world know about Abraham, right? Three major religions all claiming to go back to Abraham. So that means what? Yahuwah is faithful that Abraham is known throughout the earth that he is blessing Abraham and making great nations out of Abraham. So Yahuwah is faithful He can be trusted. His word endures forever. What he says will come to pass. Yahuwah is a defender of those who um, come to him and need need protection and defense. So this is recorded. You know, we read, again, everything has been written for our knowledge and edification. So we've got Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, all those books describing what Yahuwah, Um, did with the Israelites and the descendants of the Israelites, how he fulfilled promises and how he blessed them and saved them time and time again and punished them for their wrongs, right, and removed blessings for them. You know, like that whole 40 years in the wilderness, what was that about? That was about disobedience. That was about idolatry. That was about Um, them not following his instructions because the blessing was that they were going to go through and go on to the promised land, right? The removal of the blessing was that they had to wander around in the wilderness for 40 years because of disobedience. So here we have it recorded and just notice what is being sung about. So this is when they've come out of uh, Egypt and Yah has parted the Red Sea and the Israelites have been drowned. And this is the song that the children of Israel are sang, sang, singing. They sang um, Moses and the children of Israel this song unto Yahuwah and spake saying, I will sing unto Yahuwah for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. Yahuwah is my strength and my song and he has become my salvation. He is my mighty one and I will, I will prepare him and habitation, my father's Yah, and I will exalt him. That could be a little prophetic right there. But the idea is, Yahuwah is a man of war. Yahuwah is his name. Thy right hand, O Yahuwah, is become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Yahuwah, hath dashed in pieces the enemy. Who is like thee, O Yahuwah, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders fear and dread shall fall upon them but the greatness of thine arm they shall be still as stone till thy people pass over O Yahuwah to the people pass over which thou hast purchased so mighty great glorious Yahuwah defending his people bringing them out of Egypt blessing them taking them forward. So that is what we can look forward to in our times of need. Yahuwah coming to our aid. In Exodus here, we have that the song continues and it tells us that Yahuwah is victorious. Thou shall bring them in and plant them in the mountain of thine inheritance in the place, O Yahuwah, which thou hast made for thee to dwell in the sanctuary, O Yahuwah, which thy hands have established. So they are seeing about what they believe to be ahead for them in the future, that Yahuwah is going to give them an inheritance that he has made and that his hands have established. It says, Yahuwah shall reign forever and ever. The horses of Pharaoh went in with his chariots and with his horsemen, into the sea and Yahuwah brought again the waters of the sea upon them but the children of Israel went on dry land in the midst of the sea and Miriam answered them sing you to Yahuwah for he hath triumphed gloriously the horse and the rider hath he thrown into the sea so he was victorious for them he was victorious Yahuwah is a forgiver now, this is Psalms 103, and I'm going to read the entire psalm. I discovered this psalm when I was in college, praise y'all. This became my favorite psalm. This spoke volumes to me <laughs> at the time, and it still is uh, a psalm that I really like. Bless Yahuwah, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Praise Yahuwah, right? Praise him. Everything within me, my whole soul, your whole soul, he's worthy of that praise. Praise him. And and, and praise and bless his holy name. Bless your who on my soul and forget not all his benefits. He has blessings, abundant blessings for us. And the exact blessings in my life and your life is dependent upon our needs, right? Depending upon our relationship, depending upon how we call out to him. Yahuwah answers, he hears, he blesses us, he, he can meet our needs. Who forgives all our iniquities, who heals all our diseases, forgives all our sins and heals all our diseases. That's the mighty one that we serve. He's, he's capable of doing that. He's capable of doing that. Who redeems our life from destruction who crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies hallelujah he wants to give us life and life abundantly hallelujah who satisfies thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the Eagles so he wants to bless you with good things the good things didn't you Husha, say something like that when he was on the earth You being a father, an earthly man, you know, wouldn't your heavenly father want to give you good things? Even you want to give your son good things. So what about what your heavenly father wants to give you? Good things. That's what what good food was that you didn't have to labor so hard to get. (laughs) That's what access to the tree of life was, right? That's what a mate was, a good thing. So he wants to give us good things. Okay, who satisfies that mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Ye his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearken unto the voice of his word. So we can have strength and blessings by being obedient, by doing his commandments, by following his voice, by doing his word. Yahuwah executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. So he's righteous and he's just. And he will defend those in need of defense. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. So he made it known to us too because we have the words written for our knowledge and edification to help us to know who he is. Again, I'm not going over everything, but we have it in our book that he's given us, that each time we go to that book, each time that we open it up, each time we read about what he did for one of those individuals, we know that we are serving the same mighty one, and he can do similar things for us. He can come to us in our time of need. He can bless us in areas that we need to be blessed. He can help us and defend us when we need to be defended. He can heal us when we need to be healed. He can forgive us when we need to be forgiven. We are serving the same Mighty One. And He loves us just as much as He loved Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Moses and Joseph and Daniel and David and Solomon. He loves us just as much. He is just as accessible to us as He was to Enoch, as He was to Noah, as He was to any person in the Bible. He's just as accessible to us today as he was to them and it may even be more accessible in the sense that we have yahushua
1: who is a mediator
0: for us we're covered by his blood we are considered righteous we've had his righteousness imputed to us so remember that that this is our mighty one so he comes to the aid of those who meet our need they're oppressed he made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. Yahuwah is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. Slow to anger. So he's very patient with us. He gives us a lot of opportunities. He told um, Yahusha, representing Yahuwah, taught his disciples, as we read yesterday, that you have to forgive your brother seven times, 70 times 70 times in a day if necessary. You have to forgive him repeatedly. So that's like Yahuwah, right? Yahuwah will forgive us repeatedly if we truly repent and ask for forgiveness. And we've just read that when he forgives us, he will not even remember it. Hallelujah. We have a great, loving, merciful, gracious, mighty one. It says, he will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever, however. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. That's his mercy, right? That's his mercy. Hallelujah. He's an understanding, compassionate, gracious, loving one, slow to anger, plenteous in mercy. It says, for the heavens For as the heavens is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. (laughs) Think about that. We have this great, powerful, mighty being who could crush us without even trying, but his word says he's merciful, he's gracious, he's patient, he's kind, and he will come to our aid and our defense. He's compassionate. It says, as far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. That's when we repent and we have our sins forgiven, right? Like as a father pitieth his children, so Yahuwah pities them that fear him. So we have reverence for him and we are seeking to obey him. He has mercy and compassion. He's gentle. I'm not a father, I'm not a mother. But fathers and mothers love their children, they're gentle. Right, they're patient, they're kind, they are understanding when they trip and fall or they do something wrong. Now you still have to be what? You have to teach them right from wrong, and you have to show them and require of them to do the right as opposed to the wrong. But you're loving and kind and patient, and that's how you, it says that Yahuwah here is with us, as if He is our Father. He's compassionate and patient and loving. And why? For he knoweth our frame, he remembers that we are but dust. As for man his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind pass over it and it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more but the mercy of Yahuwah is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto the children's children. So when I read that, I understand that Yahuwah understands that we're flesh and blood and human, but it also says, you know, that my place is going to flourish. I mean, pass away on the earth, but Yahuwah is from everlasting. So this everlasting life, goes beyond this earth so that lets me know too that whatever I'm dealing with on this earth it will pass right it will pass it will pass but Yahuwah remains forever his mercy remains forever his bless blessings remain forever so if I'm going to have life eternal that is the forever that I can look forward to while I'm going through this temporary situation here on the earth And again, Yahuwah is loving, he's merciful, he's compassionate, he's understanding. He wants us to turn from evil to good. He wants us to live. He wants us to have life, he wants us to have blessing. Hallelujah. To such as keep his covenant, and to those that remember his commandments to do them. He's merciful and um, he has everlasting blessing for us. Yahuwah has prepared his throne in the heavens And his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless Yahuwah. Again, the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom, the future, forever, life eternal. Hallelujah. That is what Yahuwah has in store for us. That is what we must not lose sight of. And he has it in store for us because he loves us. He is loving. He's merciful. He's compassionate. He wants to be in fellowship with us. Bless ye, Yahuwah, all ye hosts, ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. Bless Yahuwah, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless Yahuwah, O my soul. Hallelujah. This is a wonderful psalm, and it sums up so much of who our mighty one is and what, why he is and how he is with us. And we need to be reminded that he is a mighty one that will do great things. Now, here, after this, I have just a few things more, but just, this is a theme throughout. Psalms 103, to me, sums it all up, really, it really does. That, that's how when I found that psalm, it was like, this is, this is my mighty one. This is, this is who I serve. This, this has everything that I need. It's telling me that he loves me and that I can rely on him forever. And he understands that if I'm sincere and I'm trying and I make a mistake, he's willing to forgive me. He loves me. He wants me to be successful. He's there to help me. He has an eternal promise in place for me. He's, you know, he's eternal. He's he's everything. Now, Job went through his trial, and we look back at that, and guess what Yahuwah did? (laughs) Yahuwah said to uh, uh, Satan, have you considered my servant Job? (laughs) And Job was considered just and righteous. Have you considered my servant Job? And what I'm reminded of here is Job, even though he went through all of that trial, and even though in his mind he knew he'd done nothing wrong, that he was serving and worshiping Yahuwah, he still expressed faith and reverence and love for Yahuwah. His wife told him, curse him and die. He's, no, are you, are you nuts? No, I'm not going to do that. You know, Yahuwah gives, Yahuwah takes away. Blessed be the name of Yahuwah. That was your whole, Job's reaction. So that's our reaction that we need to have as well. If we feel like we're going through some trials, and even if we feel like we don't understand it, why is this happening to me? Oh, Father, why did you allow this to happen? It may be difficult, but we need to be like Job and come around to bless Yahuwah, bless Yahuwah. He gives, he takes away, bless the name of Yahuwah, and trust in him no matter what we're going through, especially when we remind ourselves of what? The kingdom. The kingdom, the future, life eternal, love. So Job answered after he'd been through his trial and he was he was talking. He says, I know thou canst do everything and that no thought can be withholding from thee. So he can do everything. He knows everything. So that's the thing I wanted to get here, that he's almighty. Our Yahuwah can do everything. So no matter what we're going through, no matter what trial, no matter what difficulty, whether we understand it or not, whether we think it's fair or not, whether we think it's deserved or not, whether we think we did something bad or not, Yahuwah is to be praised. He is almighty. He can do everything, and he knows everything. He's all-powerful. He can defend us if we need defense. Yahuwah is a deliverer. We have this recorded in the book of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And again, it's similar to, to, to Job. They're telling Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar is, is wanting to throw them into the fire, the fiery furnace. We know that story. And they're saying, no, we're not going to bow down to this image. We're not going to do it. We're not going to. And our mighty one can uh, can deliver us from this fire. But even if he doesn't, we're still not going to bow down. We're not going to bow down. So, um uh, Let's see how much of it here that I put down. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our mighty one whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image with thy has set up. Burn me alive if I must be burned alive is what they're saying. Yahuwah can deliver us but whether he delivers us or not we're not serving your mighty one. We're going to serve Yahuwah. Hallelujah. And of course I should say on that one we all know that Yahuwah was the deliverer and he delivered them from the flames. Right? He delivered them from the flames. So Yahuwah is a revealer. When he wants to, he can let anybody and everybody know just how great and wonderful he is, right? So this re- recorded also from Daniel is what A Nebuchadnezzar himself had to be humble. And Nebuchadnezzar himself had to know who Yahuwah was. So I'm gonna read here these few verses from what Nebuchadnezzar ended up saying. Right? Nebuchadnezzar. And at the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up my eyes unto heaven, and mine understanding returned unto me, and I blessed the Most High, and I praised and honored him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing, and he that doth according to his will In the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand and say unto him, What dost thou do? At the same time, my reason returned unto me, and for the glory of thy kingdom, mine honor and brightness returned unto me, and my counselors and my lords sought unto me, and I was established in my kingdom, and excellent majesty was added unto me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven, all whose works are truth, and his ways, judgments, and those that walk in pride he is able to abase. (laughs) So he had to reveal himself to Nebuchadnezzar, and Nebuchadnezzar came away knowing that Yahuwah is the most high. Our mighty one is the most high. He is to be praised and honored forever his dominion is an everlasting dominion his kingdom is from generation to generation and we and every all these other mighty ones your boss the governor the mayor the president the king of england they are what nothing Okay, Yahuwah will do what Yahuwah wants to do, and Yahuwah has an army to fight when he wants to fight, and his army cannot and will not be defeated, right? And nobody can stay his hand when he puts his hand at work. He can do what he wants to do without question. Hallelujah. And his works of truth and his judgments, you know, they are, they are good. Yahuwah is our mighty one. Yahuwah is our mighty one. (laughs) Yahuwah is our mighty one, and he is great. He is great. Yahuwah is an everlasting king. Again, I'm reading from Daniel. And the kingdom and dominion, and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven. "...shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him." This is Daniel when he's interpreting one of the dreams that, that Nebuchadnezzar had. And he's saying that in this dream, the, the interpretation of the dream was that the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. Question, are you one of those saints? Are you one of those saints? (laughs) Hallelujah. That's where our kings and our priesthood comes in. The kingdoms and dominions are going to be given to us. Yahuwah is a consoler. This is from Revelations 21. Again, so again, what what is going on here? We have this mighty one who created humans, he put them on the earth, he put them in a beautiful garden, he wanted to be in fellowship with them, he gave them instructions as to how to live, and as a result of their disobedience, they lost some of their blessings, or some of their potential for blessings. But Yahuwah being loving, what did he do? He had a plan. That plan was sending Yahushua to redeem us so that we can be in a relationship with him. Because he knows what he has purpose. He knows the beginning from the end. He knows the beginning from the end. He knows what he has purpose for us, and he decided to put it in place. We are part of his purpose, remember? He called us for a purpose. We're chosen for a purpose. He's equipped us for a purpose. And we just heard that, you know, the kingdoms are going to be given to the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom will be forever. So Yahuwah had a purpose, and this purpose, in summary, in Revelations, it's the end of the kingdoms of the world being ruled by the men of the world. Because we are told in Revelations that what? Yahuwah comes back and he's declared to be the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And so at the end of this, in the book of Revelation um, 21, 1 through 4, on this page, it says, and this is John speaking, right? He was, he was given this vision by Yahuwah. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem coming down from Yah out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of Yah is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and Yah himself shall be with them and be their mighty one. That's what was going on in the book of Revelations before they, I mean, the book of Genesis. In the garden of eden before they disobeyed but again yahuwah loves us and he has made provisions for that relationship and those blessings to be restored i saw a new heaven and a new earth and i heard a great voice out of heaven saying behold the tabernacle of Yah is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people and he himself shall be with them and be their mighty one. And Yahuwah shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. So Yahuwah will be our great consoler. He will wipe away our tears. He will end death. So the pain I felt at my mother's death, at some point, no one will feel that pain again. Hallelujah. Yahuwah will be our great consoler. He is our consoler now, but he will certainly be our great consoler in the future. Yahuwah is faithful and true. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, right for these words are true and faithful and he said unto me it is done i am the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end and i will give unto him that is at thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely he that overcometh shall inherit all things and i will be his mighty one and he shall be my son But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and the whoremongers and the sorcerers and the idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire with brimstone and which is the second death. So the point is, again, in this kingdom, it will be good things. It will be righteousness. It will be blessings. It will be those who want to live Yahuwah's way. Yahuwah is a healer. It says, And he showed me a pure river water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of Yah and of the land, and in the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruit, and yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. So Yahuwah is a healer. And a notice the tree of life is there life eternal so he is a life giver revelations 22 3 through 5 and there shall be no more curse but the throne of yah and of the lamb shall be in it and his servants shall serve him so we were we we're being prepared for service we are his servants now we and others will be his servants in the kingdom and they shall see his face and his name shall be in their foreheads we shall get new names (laughs) and there shall be no night there and they need no candle neither light of the sun for Yahuwah Elohim giveth them light and they shall reign forever and ever so Yahuwah is a light giver and a life giver Hallelujah. So in summary, in summary, we serve a mighty, wonderful, mighty one, Yahuwah Almighty, Yahuwah the King. We have to remember that, remember that. And every year that we come to the feast and we do the holy days, I believe it's to remind us of the bigger picture that we are you who servants on this earth now to do his service and to help others come to know him as we know him and that we can look forward to being at some point at some day in his eternal kingdom living forever in his presence and being blessed hallelujah hallelujah, hallelujah.